This podcast is brought to you by Reynolds & Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Reynolds has turned the page to what's next by making it possible for you to retail anywhere. Discover your next chapter at reyrey.com slash me. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash me. Welcome to Daily Drive for Friday, February 17th, 2023. I'm Jake Neer, in for Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Today on the show... Tesla recalls more than 360,000 vehicles with its full self-driving beta. AutoNation sees a big drop in net income, and VinFast gets a permit to start construction on a U.S. factory. Plus, a look at how dealerships can and should keep tabs on the mental health of their service techs. You assume that those that are the most producing, highest income, best trained folks are the most exceptionally satisfied with life. Not always the case. There have been responses where they are the least satisfied with life. And it's scary. And those are the folks that I really, really want to help. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Tesla is recalling more than 360,000 U.S. vehicles because of an increased risk of crash related to its full self-driving beta software. Tesla plans to fix the issue with an over-the-air update. The recall covers certain 2016 to 2023 Model S and Model X vehicles, as well as certain 2017 through 2023 Model 3 and 2020 through 2023 Model Y vehicles, that are either equipped with the FSD beta or are waiting for it to be installed. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says the automaker's software, quote, may allow the vehicle to act unsafe around intersections such as traveling straight through an intersection while in a turn-only lane, entering a stop sign-controlled intersection without coming to a complete stop, or proceeding into an intersection during a steady yellow traffic signal without due caution. The agency also said the system, quote, may respond insufficiently to changes in posted speed limits or not adequately account for the driver's adjustment of the vehicle's speed to exceed posted speed limits. Vehicle notification letters are expected to be mailed by April 15th. Tesla said it expects to deploy the software update in the coming weeks and that the update will, quote, improve how FSD beta negotiates certain driving maneuvers. Earlier this week, we told you that Ford has halted production of its F-150 Lightning due to an undisclosed battery problem. Well, it turns out the problem caused one truck to catch fire during a pre-delivery quality check. Ford still hasn't disclosed the root cause of the problem. The automaker says the fire happened in a Dearborn, Michigan holding lot on February 4th, and it spread to another vehicle. Spokesperson Emma Berg says Ford believes it has identified the cause of the fire but did not elaborate. Production of the Ford F-150 Lightning will remain down until at least the end of next week. In Q4 earnings news, AutoNation's fourth quarter net income slipped 26%, while total revenue gained 2%. The company says it expects prices for new and used cars to decline this year. That's as manufacturers crank up volumes and offer more incentives to price-sensitive buyers. CEO Mike Manley expects the seasonally adjusted annual rate of light vehicle sales to be close to $15 million this year. That would be up from $13.7 million in 2022. And despite some grim news lately for VinFast, the Vietnamese EV startup is moving forward with its plans to build an assembly plant in the U.S. 
North Carolina regulators have given the automaker one of the environmental permits it needs to begin construction on a planned $4 billion EV plant in the state. VinFast says it's received an air permit. It's still seeking other permits for the factory, but it says it plans to start production, quote, soon without specifying any specific time frame. VinFast recently announced significant job cuts in the U.S., and has had to delay deliveries of its first batch of vehicles. But the Vietnamese automaker still has plans to build the U.S. factory and launch a full EV lineup. And those are today's headlines. Coming up, we'll hear from one technician and job coach who's working to promote mental wellness among dealership service techs. That's next on Daily Drive. Reynolds & Reynolds recently announced a new logo and brand image to better reflect the company it is today and its vision for the future. Hear what Chris Walsh, president of Reynolds & Reynolds, has to say about Reynolds' rebrand and the next chapter. I think, you know, if you look back, it really started, you know, probably two years ago with a new leadership team in place and the decision to kind of look at how we can be a better company and how we can better serve our customers and how we can help them be more successful. But it's really accelerated the last, you know, 12 months. This is a commitment to a new kind of company in my eyes and a new way of kind of cohabitating in the industry, helping our customers be more successful. And, uh, you know, the marketing side of this is, I mean, it's certainly important to help to have a marketing organization that, you know, kind of takes your messages and makes them concise and and impactful and and broadcast that to the world. That's certainly a critical part you know, of what we're doing. But this is not a marketing program. This is, you know, a company-wide initiative you know, to better serve the industry and to, you know, help us get to the next chapter uh, in automotive. Visit rayray.com slash me to learn more about Reynolds' vision for the future and discover your next chapter. That's reyrey.com slash me. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jake Neer with Kellen Walker. Witnessing stress, anxiety, and depression in some of his fellow technicians and wanting to give back to the profession, Joshua Taylor started a wellness survey. Taylor is a technician and job coach in Canada. He spoke with Automotive News senior editor Dan Schein about how managers can stay aware about technicians' well-being. Joshua, thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me, Dan. I know a lot of your focus or, you know, some of your focus on, on LinkedIn and your, your wrenches for wrenches you know, newsletter, and you do a wellness survey. And I think a lot of times mm-hmm. mechanics, technicians aren't the kind of, you know, nobody really takes the pulse of them. How are they doing? And what kind of guys prompted you to, to start this wellness survey? And, you know, kind of what do you hear from, from uh, technicians uh, take the survey? A couple of questions in there. So let's see if we can dissect them a little bit here and, and do it succinctly. Roughly January of last year, I realized I was being selfish. And I was trying to change the world because I thought I knew everything. It's a problem I've had for most of my life that I that I thought I've always could fix everything. I'm a mechanic. I've been a mechanic for a long time. And I think even longer than I had been professionally, I was fixing things with my grandfather when I was eight. So I'm almost 40. So I've been fixing things for a long time. So I think I can fix everything. And I realized a year ago, upon reflection on a couple of things, that I need to be giving back to the community that has given me a successful career over the last 20 plus years. It's helped me provide for myself and for my family. And in that journey of trying to figure out what it is that I can do to give back to my community, I came across an article by the CDC published in 2016. We published an article about suicides in the United States. And within that article, it dissects things by profession. 
And lo and behold, mechanics are in the top five professions that commit suicide. So that kind of rung true for me in a couple of reasons. It took me back to when I was an apprentice. I was a young apprentice, probably about a year in the trade, give or take, um, working at a, a CDJR back then. There were five apprentices. It was five of us. And we had a, a great mentor, shop foreman. And the five of us chummed around all day, every day. We'd do everything. You know, shop foreman was great. He'd do all kinds of good stuff for us, give us jobs at the end of the night to, to work on late in the hours to learn. And one of those gentlemen was the kind of individual who seemed to have everything. He was good looking. He was charming. He was always good with the ladies. He had a great toolbox. He always seemed to know how to fix everything. You know, he had a go-kart that he raced and da-da-da-da. And one Monday morning, I came in to find out that uh, this gentleman had unalived himself. So I start thinking about a year ago, I, I start thinking about all the times when fellow mechanics, my peers, my baymates, when those kinds of conversations have come up, depression, anxiety, stress, uh, depression, uh, severe depression, thoughts of you know ideation, suicidal ideation, those kinds of things have come up over my career. How can I give back to that? And that's what spawned the wellness survey. How can I provide a service or product objectively so that I can help me effectively on the shop floor? Well, there come it's threefold. One, the first part of the survey is about basically productivity. Incomes, product, you know, productivity, how many hours they produce, where they produce, their certifications and so forth to get a to baseline. Section two is is shop life, trust, performance, uh, communication. And then part three is life satisfaction score. So they take a, a series of questions out of 35, lowest answer is five so they're very dissatisfied with life and or to 35 where they're very extremely satisfied with life and they answer i overlay the data based on each of the 20 questions in section two or over section one with a life satisfaction score and interesting patterns emerge sometimes there's outliers you assume that those that are the the most producing highest income well best trained folks are the most exceptionally satisfied with life not always the case there have been responses where they are the least satisfied with life and it's scary and those are the folks that i really really want to help that somehow they have spent 5 10 15 20 years in this trade providing for themselves and for their families have all of the success turning wrenches and, and doing a good deed for the community surrounding and, and the world. And they're still not happy. So hopefully through the survey and then coaching, I can help them be happier on the shop floor by improving the environment because they have concerns. And like you asked, some of their top concerns are communication. Right. If you had, from your perspective, like one piece of advice for a service advisor, a service manager, a fixed op director, kind of check in on the wellness of, of their technicians. What would that kind of one piece of advice be? Be ruthlessly empathetic. I'll give you an example. Last night, my son had uh, an emotional breakdown of sorts, minor, but uh, a breakdown of sorts. He came home from school and everything was good. We've gotten into the habit of finding better ways to asking him how his day was. He's nine. As you know, if you ask, how was your day at school? The answer is going to be good. So we get very specific with the question. So, you know, what did you do? What did you learn in math class today? What did you do at third recess? Did you enjoy the cucumbers I sent you at lunch? Things like that. Very, very, very specific questions. 
and all of the answers were positive. We went through our evening as normal, dinner, he had his social outing, like or his extracurricular activity last night. He gets home and he's obviously he's dog tired, like any nine year old would be getting home at 830. He and I ha- get into it about something he's not doing. He melts down, not something that he normally does, given the circumstances. And finally, we start getting into a story where something occurred at school that really emotionally moved him and impacted him. And he broke down. This is like every day for every technician somewhere. Having an advisor, having an HR leader, having a service leader, having a parts person, or having a baymate, for God's sake, ask very specifically about another person's day. Very specifically. Be ruthlessly empathetic. Ask them about their day specifically, not how was your day? You know, I saw you working on that blue Ford Mustang, you know, RTR yesterday. You were having some troubles with it. Did you figure it out? Be specific about the questions and ask lots of questions, not necessarily about their work, but maybe about their personal life. Get into it. Build relationship and be empathetic in the conversation. Actually listen. I know uh, um, one of the service managers on SDL, Lamont Harris, was one of the first service managers I've ever incurred that had already been doing something that I suggest to service leaders when I talk to them, is have a relationship manual. Have a book that you write down information to keep you apprised about your team that's not work-related. Be mindful and be empathetic about the team that's in you. You don't lead a team of of mechanics who produce work to get make the customer happy you lead a team of human beings that provide for their families and themselves remember that no matter whether it's 550 or 500 they're still human treat them like human beings be empathetic to their situation Joshua Taylor is a technician and job coach in Canada. He spoke with our own Dan Shine. You can see their full conversation on this week's Automotive News Service and Parts email newsletter. You can sign up for that email at autonews.com. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jake Neer, in for Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to our own Audrey LaForest and Michael Martinez for their help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on fixed ops, manufacturing, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. We'll be off on Monday for the President's Day holiday here in the U.S. Come back on Tuesday for a conversation about new EV registration numbers and what they tell us about the pace of EV adoption in the U.S. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.